Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. All right, friends, we are back for another bonus episode for Mental Health Awareness Month. It's Hannah and Mackenzie. Hey, hey, friends. Happy to be here. We're so excited. Uh, We are diving into topics um, that I think a lot of us are struggling with and the things that feel really practical or kind of elusive. And we're just going to have real conversations because we're both passionate about destigmatizing mental health and creating opportunities for connection. Yeah, that's good. Today we're talking about how to check in with a friend, which we can all admit is kind of awkward sometimes, yes. right? Yep. Um, for it can be awkward to ask, and it can be awkward to be asked because yeah. it's vulnerable. But I think we need to just normalize the need to check in. I think this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, and mm-hmm. so you're probably being inundated by a lot of mental health content right now if yeah. you're on the internet anywhere, um, which is great. We love that, but it can be overwhelming too, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's stirring up for you some things about anxiety, about depression about loneliness. Mm -hmm. I think loneliness is such a huge thing we're all experiencing right now in one way or another, even though the world has changed recently Mm -hmm. and we are kind of back to pseudo-normal-ish. But the impact of the last two years is still there. Yeah, yeah. And friendships, community, all of it is pretty tricky right now. And so seeing people, interacting Mm -hmm. with people is kind of awkward and hard enough, but actually checking in with someone, it's a lot, right? I feel like I'm renegotiating and relearning how to be in relationship with people. Yeah. But if you're anything like me, I find myself thinking like, I'm kind of over the surface stuff. Like, I don't really want to go back to like just mingling or I'm I'm getting exhausted by that when I honestly, if I'm, if I'm being honest, like if I'm out in social circles, I'm like, I just kind of want to have a real conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think the time for this conversation about how to check in with a friend is actually really timely because I think that's what we're all craving. Yes. Because because of distance, because of all of what we've been facing in the last couple of years, I don't think we've had that as readily available as maybe we've been craving it. Mm -hmm. And so now we kind of have the opportunity, but how do we actually do it? Yeah. I think let's just start with saying we need to do it. Yeah, we do. And I think in the same way that so many of us want someone to enter into our stuff with us and we're not exactly sure how to ask for help, if you need some help asking for help, Mm -hmm. uh, check out last week's episode. But in that same way, all the people in our lives are also craving that. And so how do we give people the gift of going second um, and ask them what's going on? We don't always do that super well in our relationships, but I know in my own life that the people who check in on me when I least expect it are people who consistently check in on with me. Even if I'm saying everything's going well, um, when we establish a rhythm of doing that, when things aren't going well, it's a lot easier to be vulnerable and to actually share what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so why is it so hard to check in with a friend? I think we've identified a couple of things yeah. that are tricky. One, it's awkward. Yep. We kind of live in a surfacey world. Yep. Two, we don't know um, if we're able to – I think, if I'm honest, like sometimes I don't know if I'll be able to hold what someone says. Yeah. Like if I'm tired and I'm not taking care of myself and mm-hmm. I go – and I want to check in with you. Yeah. I want to be a good friend. I want to support you. But I think what if they say something that I can't hold? What if I can't help? What if I can't yeah. do anything? That's a vulnerable experience to have. So I think that keeps us from connecting. Yeah. What if what they're holding is really big? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we go into it with the, with the wrong lens. I think mm-hmm. that we think that by checking in with someone that we're going to say, like, I'm going to fix it. Mm-hmm. I think that is hard. And I also think there's a little bit of fear, and I have some narratives from past relationships in my life where I'm the one that checks in on people, but no Mm -hmm. one ever checks in on me. Mm -hmm. And so we get 
we get kind of tied up and maybe even we get apathetic about the relationships in our life with a, yeah. a victim mentality that says, well, they don't really care about me, so why should I care about them? Yeah, we get stuck in like the maybe the roles that we have played. Yeah, the roles we have played Either the with them or with somebody else. Yeah, I, I hope that I'm not the only one that um, kind of falls into extrapolating past relationship dynamics onto different relationships. Yeah, no, yeah that's relatable. Um, I think what you said too, like, hey, I'm usually the one that checks in with people. What if they mm-hmm. don't check back in with me? And on the flip side, I think there's also, what if they do check back in with me and yes. I have to answer? <laughs> like, that's very vulnerable. Because um, I think sometimes that's a more comfortable role for me sometimes to be yeah. the checker in her. Like, hey, how are you doing? How can I care right. for you? Let me deflect off of what I'm going through. Yeah, Even asking you can be a way of um, putting up walls so that you don't ask totally. for me. Totally. But make if it you were to ask me back, I think that's vulnerable. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is about you. This is about you. I'm being you a really know? good friend and checking in on you. Yeah. So those are some things that make yeah. it really tricky to check in with a friend. Yeah. And I think when we are afraid that we can't hold it or it's really big or we won't know what to do, it does have to do with that lens like you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, what if we went into these situations saying, I'm not coming in to fix. I'm just coming in to listen. Yeah. Coming yeah. in to hold space. Mm-hmm. I'm coming in and asking you how you're doing and checking in on you so that you're not alone in it. Yeah. That's and huge. We, yeah. We don't need to, to solve it or fix it. We just need to be with people so much more than they need a solution. Yeah. That's good. I think what you're saying is that, like, we're just wired to be in community. Yes, totally. And checking in can be with your words. It can be mm-hmm. with your presence. But we are we are created and wired to not be alone. And mm-hmm. by checking in, you're kind of acting on that. Yeah. And I think it strengthens relationships. I think it normalizes the conversation. If I'm checking in on you pretty consistently, yeah. if I check in on a random Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot easier for then me to check in on you in a couple of weeks when life is hard and you're going to we're going to have the rapport and there's going to be the comfortability right. and the connection that already exists. Right, right. And we want that mm-hmm. um to know. So then also on the flip side, if you're the person that checks in with me on a regular Tuesday and then my life goes to crap yeah. and then you check in with me, it also gives me the permission to say, and I'm going to go to you because you've done yeah. this before. I know you can hold this. I know you care about me. So it's a two-way street. It builds kind of that that core like tether of saying like, you can check in with me and I can also go to you. Yeah. And I think a part of that also is then you're not just having a relationship Mm -hmm. based on hard things. When Mm -hmm. you got Mm -hmm. checking in, I I maybe need you to check in on me so that I can celebrate. Yeah. Maybe I need you to check in so I can say, actually, something really cool happened this week. Like, yeah. I got to share, you know, like we, you and I, this is a real life example from our friendship is that we were kind of checking in, talking and like checking in. And I said, you know what? I got to interview Sean and Equus this week. And yeah. that was super exciting for yeah. me. And I had a space to celebrate because I knew you would celebrate with uh-huh. me. And I knew that you wouldn't dismiss it or whatever, but we yeah. have a rapport going already where I yeah. can celebrate. And then yeah. you can also hold hard things. Yeah. So it's not just about checking in with people to carry their burdens, but it's also about like celebrating with them and being in life. Yeah. I also think that's such a good reminder because I think oftentimes we move too fast that Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't pause to celebrate that enough and you need, you need the time and the space. I think often I was talking about this in therapy yesterday, but I'm pretty good at, at least if I slow down long enough, I can identify emotions that are overwhelming to me or scary to me. Mm. Like, oh, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling grief, but I rarely 
stop and say like, oh, I'm this, I'm feeling very happy or like I'm yeah. feeling very content or like I'm feeling mm. hopeful. And my therapist was just encouraging me like, hey, while you're cooking this week, like notice what emotions come up. Notice like what feelings come mm. up. And if we had friends come in and do that to check in and for us to be able to say in the good times and the bad times or the times that are in between just mm-hmm. the every day, just someone noticing with us what's happening in our lives. Yeah, I love that idea of noticing Mm -hmm. um, and bearing witness to people's lives. Yeah. And that's ultimately where real connection comes in. Mm -hmm. We can have a million friends and still be really lonely. Yeah. And until we kind of allow ourselves to be seen and to ask for that and to allow that, um, that's where, like, intimacy happens. Mm -hmm. and. The level of connection and friendship that happens on the other side of these sometimes awkward conversations, yeah, is is safety, and and we can we can call it like it is. Not everyone is a safe person. Not everyone, uh, yeah, deserves to have that level of connection or intimacy. I think there is mm. definitely safeguards in some relationships. That's important. Yeah. So not saying everyone gets to have, I love that what you've, you've kind of used Mm -hmm. an analogy before of you've been dealt this hand of cards with yourself and not everyone gets the queen of hearts Mm -hmm. and maybe you play these cards here and that's not secretive or lying, but it's, it's knowing what feels safe within yourself and knowing when to invite other safe people into your life. But the same with checking in. Like you, if someone checks in and you're not ready to share something, I think you have every ounce and yeah. right to say, I, I don't know if I'm ready to share that yet. Here's mm-hmm. what I here's what I do now or here's what I want to share with you too. Yeah, and honoring when other people feel that way too mm-hmm. and say that. I think that's an important part of this conversation. Even as you were talking, I was like, I want to make sure that we park here because – just because someone asks you yeah. to be let in doesn't mean you have to let them in. Mm. And just because you ask to be let in on someone's life, it doesn't mean they have to let you in. Yeah. Hey, friends, it's Mackenzie and Hannah, and we are popping in to talk to you about the on site mercantile. Mackenzie, what is the mercantile? The Mercantile is our online and in-person store that is full of curated emotional wellness goods, books, apparel, and basically just things from all of our favorite brands. Yeah, I love our Mercantile. And that's like really not an ad. It's not an understatement. I really, really do. It's filled with so many amazing tools and resources. It's filled with really fun gifts. I feel like every time I have a friend's birthday or someone moving, I instantly head to our Mercantile because I know Mm -hmm. it's not just going to be something that fills their house or fills their closet, but it's going to be a product that encourages goodness and encourages wellness. And so it isn't just something, it's something to empower someone. And I love that about our store. Our store is filled with books from some of our favorite authors. It's mm-hmm. filled with mementos. If you're an onsite alumni, you may see something that reminds you of your time on campus. Um, and it's filled with resources for kids and adults and all sorts of things to just encourage people wherever they are on their emotional health journey. Yeah. And we, as I mentioned, it's all of our favorite brands. And so we really have made a conscious effort and an intentional effort to bring in brands that are doing good in the world. And so I just love this collection of curated goods. Like you said, I have several items from it and absolutely love it. So as a podcast listener, you can get 20% off when you use the code podcast. Yeah, so if you want to check out our online store, you can find it in the link in our website, but you can also go directly to onsiteworkshops.com backslash mercantile, and that will take you to all of our favorite resources. And in the top of that navigation, there's a little gift guide, and that will kind of feature some of our favorite products that we can't wait to get in your hands. Get shopping, friends! 
What is the quote that you used about boundaries the other day? Prentice Humple says, um, boundaries are the distance at which I love you and me simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes there's about? Yes, okay. that's exactly what I was talking about. We are on one wavelength. So yeah, and I think we need to talk about shame when we talk about this conversation because yeah. I think so many of my interactions are tinted with shame. Shame for not checking in with people, shame when people do check in with me. What would it say about me if I wasn't doing well? What would it say about me if I'm doing great and my mm-hmm. I know my friend checking in on me isn't doing great? Yeah. Um, I know I've been in those situations where someone's checking in on me and it's kind, but they're really checking in so that I'll ask back to them. Yeah. And maybe I feel shame about saying, I'm actually doing really well. Yeah. Um, and so... What we know about shame is is that it grows in isolation. Yes. And so when we don't speak it out loud, when Mm -hmm. we don't bring it into the open or into Mm -hmm. the light, it just, it grows. And so when we bring it into the light, even I think that's really brave to say like, hey, I feel kind of awkward or I feel shame that I'm feeling this way. I feel like I should feel a certain way or I feel like I should have a certain response Mm -hmm. to how you're, when you're checking in with me. And when we say that, when we bring it into the light, it begins to shrink quite a bit. Yeah, it seems a lot bigger than the darkness. Mm-hmm. So let's get really practical. Yeah. How do we do this? How do we check in on the people in our lives? Here's the thing. I think we think that this has to be an event. Yes. We think, I think I, I'm definitely guilty of that, but I'm like, I think we dismiss it because we're like, oh, we just didn't have the time to mm-hmm. do that or it wasn't the setting. And yeah, some check-ins are bigger, heavier, and need a space. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times it's just simple. It's integrated. It can be a quick check-in with someone. It can be a part of your evening. It can mm-hmm. be whatever. But th- to do it, you just have to do it. The yeah. first step is just being brave enough to go first. And mm-hmm. I think the most practical thing is like, Literally pick up the phone. Yeah. If you can't call someone, maybe you're listening to this at work or on a drive and you and you can't actually do it, then make time to do it. Put it in your schedule. But yeah. connect with someone, prioritize it, and get some FaceTime with somebody. And I think pick up your phone, text them, and say, hey, I'm thinking of you, and I'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Yeah. And if they respond, say, oh, my gosh, this seems like there's a lot going on, or it seems like I want to hear more, Can and then schedule a time. Yeah. Because I think so often if we don't have that good chunk of time, we never take the step and therefore we never actually do it because we keep putting it off until we have, quote unquote, the time to do right, it. Right, right. In this season of my life, Marco Polo has been yeah. one of the best things to happen to my relationships. Yeah. I have two relationships, I, actually I would say three now, that I really want to pour more intentionally into, but we just have conflicting schedules. Mm-hmm. And so what we've started doing is just like Marco Polo, you send long video messages and they exist forever and you can watch them. And I send messages and we keep each other updated in our lives. They live um, far away from me. One, mm-hmm. Two live in Michigan and one lives just, they live in Nashville, but they're far, far away in yeah. deep Spring Hill. Uh. And so, which can feel like hours away yeah, when seriously. you live in Metro Nashville. Um, like we can we can send each other updates and we yeah. can stay in each other's rhythms and their lives and bear witness to the everyday occurrences. Hey, I'm yeah. sitting in um, the carpool line and I have two minutes to talk to you. Yeah. And then we can take it outside so that I can watch it when when I have time in my calendar. And then when something actually comes up, we can take that next step and say, okay, let's schedule time to talk about this. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and that's just practically how we have decided to stay in everyday relationship yeah. with each other. I love that. I love that rhythm too, because I think it allows you, A, to keep updated, mm-hmm. to keep connected. You know what's happening to other's lives, but it also gives you space to kind of take it one step further. Yeah. Because I know I sometimes, if I don't see a friend for a long time and I want to check in, it's just like, oh, download everything. Right. But it's not me really checking in. It's me getting a status report yeah. or like a, here's what we've did. Here's what the kids are doing, like, et cetera, where I also just want to know how they are as a human. And so I think this is where it can feel like clumsy or clunky, clunky sometimes, yeah. but to like, I think there's a lot of really practical things to do to start checking in. And the questions are really basic. Yeah. But I think asking like, oh, what's brought you joy recently? Mm-hmm. Or what's been really draining? Or what's like, what's an emotion you're feeling today? Um, or what's something that excites you? Like those type of questions too kind of take it beyond the like, let's keep updated yep. and go into. And what's it, actually going on with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And within the boundaries of like our roles, I think also like knowing like, oh, I'm not a therapist. I'm yeah. not going to go somewhere that we shouldn't go or whatever. But mm-hmm. as a friend, I can still kind of ask these questions that allow us to connect on kind of a deeper soul level. Yeah. And I think today, thankfully, there are so many tools to help you do that. Oh, for sure. Like, and they make it fun. Like, I know for me, a, a thing I keep in my like bag at all times is a little deck of cards called We're Not Really Strangers. Yeah. And it's just questions. It's just prompts to to foster connection. And I know in our mercantile, we've got a couple products. I was thinking about our products. Rediscovering You yeah, cards. Yeah, we've got a product called the Rediscovering You Conversation Cards mm-hmm. and the Living Centered Deck. Um, and those just all have prompts to connect. And so if you don't know where to start, how to check in with somebody, how to have conversations, conversations past status reports and Mm -hmm. more into meaning and connection. There's things out there to help you. Yeah. I love that. I love getting just practical. Also, Hannah, we did this topic for a mental health happy hour in the fall, and you shared an example where a friend checked in on you and you guys kind of Mm. decided to have a code Mm -hmm. um, to move beyond to schedule that time. Because sometimes when you're in the passing, you're like, okay, you're doing great or I'm doing great and you guys are missing each other. So what is, tell the story around that. Yeah, um, I moved to Nashville a couple Mm -hmm. years ago and when I moved, um, my best friend and I were saying like, we both live really busy lives. We're both not great at keeping up over the phone or texting. And so how do I know when I call you or you call me, is it just a, is it, are we just checking up or do I need to connect? Is there something I need to talk about? Mm -hmm. And so we established that, you know, we'll leave voicemails, we'll text, we'll go back and forth. But if there is something that we needed from a friend in support, um, then we would just send the little Canadian flag emoji. I have no idea why we chose Canada, <laughs> but that's what we did. And so, and that has worked time and time again. Yeah. And it, it honestly has been really respectful and honoring of our boundaries. Cause then I know like you are living your life at full speed and mm-hmm. I, and I love that she can continue to do that. And I'm living my life at full speed here, but I still see you as a human. I still value yeah. you as a friend. I want to continue to pour into that and you matter to me. And so you just let me know when you need me and I'll be there. And it's not like life totally stops. So I've sent, I've sent the Canadian flag before and it's not like that instant I get a call, but I've gotten the response to say like, I hear you, I'm available at this time. Does that work? And so I think setting up those things with your friends allows you kind of the um, permission Mm -hmm. to ask for what you need. Yeah. That's so good. So as we're kind of wrapping this conversation up, I think it would be remiss to not leave you with one last charge because I think sometimes the belief that we have is that our friends are doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that I like to put off that. I like people to think that I'm the strong, capable, doing well one, and it's 
There have been seasons of my life where I've operated um, like I'm doing well and I'm not doing well and it's really lonely. So we would just remind you to check in on all of your friends. And we made a a fun little list a while ago on Instagram. And so I copied it down to make sure that we kind of hit all the people that maybe you wouldn't think of checking in on. The person that's excelling in their career, the person who's the life of the party, and the person you know is having a hard time, the person who you know won't ask for help, um, the one that makes other people's laugh, the one that seems like they have it all together, the one that tends to isolate and especially the ones that take care of other people. So check in on all your friends. Yeah, that's so good. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. If you want to hear more from OnSite, find us on social media at OnSite Workshops. 